Welcome to our weekly shir, Wednesday shir. Shir is the Nishmas. Again, of course, Baruch Ben Yudha Levi. Ziyotzer is upcoming. Hey Tavis, next week. Um, and Shabbat Shalom will speak about the outside next week. This Shabbos is Amelia Basara's outside, Lamed Kislev, and her son Shalom Zayin is sponsoring tonight today's year. Um, also, dedicate a dedication to Nota Ben Simon, who is nifted this week. Also, a very Shocking experience for the family, although he lived Seva Yaffa to 90 years old. And he brought up generations of Baruch Hashem. Yiddish Kinder, it's day Jewish. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. May his Neshama have an Aliyah. And the Neshama of Amelia Basara should, of course, also have an Aliyah. And seen much nachas from her grandchildren, great-grandchildren I'd be as gay old two coming of Mashiach to Keno where all will stand up sing and dance Shabbos Hanukkah. Shabbos Pashmi Kates. No problem. Sorry. Pashmi Kates, which bridges. The previous Pasha of Yeshev with the concept of dreams. What is a dream? Most will say a dream is something that a person thought about during the day, something that happened during the day. And they dream about it by night because the subconscious is there telling us and it repeats itself. And you can have, <laughs> and if I, I think I've said it before, um, you can instill a dream to somebody. And um, we used to, we used to, it used to be done in camp where they would um, get a bunch of guys and surround somebody that slept very, very heavy, and everybody would repeat over and over, motorcycle, 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 motorcycle. And then all of a sudden they would take two heavy headlights, two heavy flashlights, and turn them on the boy's face and scream, and the guy would jump up as if he was falling off a motorcycle. Um, You can 
in essence, instilled to a person's mind, the dream. A person needs the dream. By day, by night, a person needs the dream to inspire themselves. A person has to have a dream. I'm going to reach this, I'm going to be able to achieve this. Then we have dreams, which of the few French phrases that everyone quotes, déjà vu, which time later, could be a day, could be a month, could be years, all of a sudden you have the experience and you say, hey, I remember this. It could have been once in a dream, it could have once been seen, it could have once happened to you before. Or it could have been implied by somebody. The dream. Yeshev's dreams. In the beginning of a Yeshev. The servant's dreams at the end of Ayeshev. Pare's dreams at the begin, beginning of Miketz. Dreams. Where are these dreams documented in the Tera? Tera is not a storybook. Tera doesn't come to just give us a... Uh, A history lesson. Teda is Lashon Heiro. Teda teaches us daily life lessons. How one needs to behave, how one needs to act, how one needs to react, interact, etc. Where do these dreams come into play? And we've told the story many times of the lady that sat Parshat Vayeshev crying about Mechidus Yesef. And then the next year everybody waited to see her cry again and she didn't cry and she said, he came back again, he didn't listen, he didn't remember from last year that he shouldn't go there, he deserved to be sold this time. And in that case, do we read the Teirach HaSashalom as a book and read it again and again and repeat the story over and over? The Kalal about Teda is Kalyem Yelacha Kachadosha. Excuse me, every day Teda needs to be new to you. Every day that you sit down and study a Pasuk in the Teda, every day that you sit down to study a Halacha and Shulchanarach, a piece of a Gemara, a piece of Zaya, a Perek Tanya, a Mai Machsidis, Mesil Shisharim, Chavis Lavovis, Whatever it might be. When you sit down to learn that, it needs to be a new learning. I read this already. I read it already. I know it already. No. No. You don't take your Kitzah Shulchan Arach out before Hanukkah 
I mean the minimum to at least take out Kitzchak and Arach. And go over Simon Kuflamites. One, two, three. I remember basically. I'm just reading it because tradition is to read before the Yamtiv. The laws of the Yamtiv. It's not Mikubal. Person needs to learn it each time like the first time. Kachadasha Mamish. In that case, if Taylor is Kachadasha, when we read the stories again, the happenings again, of Yosef HaTzadik, his dreams, dreams of the butlers, and the dream of Pare. We need to renew each year, each time that we learn it, not read it, learn it. We need to renew a new Chiddush. We need to apply it in another way to our daily life. Let us just go into the minor factors. Yasef's dreams. Or Pare's dreams. Pare dreams of the seven fat cows, the seven fat stalks of wheat. How they get consumed by the thin ones, etc. Yasef comes out of the prison, out of the pit, to the, interpret the dreams. But Yasef in turn, he dreamt about everybody working in the middle of the field and tying their stalks together, they're making bundles, and their bundles standing up and their bundles bowing down. Many, many open differences here. Yosef, as we know, comes from all the places. He's a Yosef HaTzadik. Therefore, it's all from the Elam HaGadusha. Pare from the opposite. But let's see some blatant differences between them. The dreams of Yosef start with toil, physical labor, where people are standing and working in the field, cutting their sheets, sheaves, bundling them together, tying them. They're working. Pare? Not an iota of labor involved. The fat cows are running around. Who made them fat? How do they get fat? Doesn't matter. They're fat cows. The fat stalks of wheat also. Tansa Fazikhalin, they're dancing on their own here. We know that this of course represented the good, the plentiful, etc. But they came up by themselves. Nobody put a finger into cold water. So since Kedusha, represented by Yosef and his dreams, tells us that nothing comes easy. Everything needs toil. 
Everything needs application, everything needs devotion, dedication. Because the ultimate is all good. However, it doesn't come by doing nothing. You can't become a Talmud Chacham by looking at the closed covers of the books. You can't become a Tzaddik by thinking of going to Shul. Thinking of putting on Tefillin. Thinking of having a bris. And therefore, the Lechem Chesed Mechena, which is Lechem Busha, the bread of almost embarrassment, humbleness, we don't really have any Hano. We don't really derive pleasure from our service to God. And therefore, since we are trying to serve God, and we're trying to do all we can to complete what we need to do for God, God sees to it that this Aveda comes through work, through toil. However, on the other side of it, the opposite of Kedusha, the Tzad Shekinneged as it's called, there's nothing really there. The moment of pleasure, the moment of enjoyment, spontaneous, but brief, short-lasted. Hence, one doesn't need to apply themselves to have it. Going to a movie, going to a theater, going to a Broadway show, the person pays for their ticket. They don't play the music, they don't turn on a light, they don't turn off a light, they don't jump up and down on the, on the stage, they don't jump up and down on the screen, they don't uh, shoot anybody, they don't uh, hug anybody, they don't, there's nothing. Nothing, the person the person sits there in their seat and has derives pleasure from everything that's going on around. Sit and learn Advar Chachma from Tera. Sit and, abs- and, and absorb a good word. Go to a good shir. And listen how the person tells a story. Your eyes sometimes open up. You see people's faces light up by the sheer. Smiles spread across their faces. The enjoyment of the tata that they are involved in. They're not even talking. But they're applying themselves to listening to these words of tata. This is what Kedusha, this is what Teda does for us. It's an amazing, amazing thing. But how Teda can so imbue 
enjoyment and implant within us fascinating this is the union of Kedusha another difference the dreams of Yosef The dreams of Yosef had an aliyah. The dreams of Yosef had an aliyah. They went mumata lamayla. The dreams of Pari were lamayla mumata. As you sit here alone and you think to yourself everything that goes on around and you think a dream a dream of Yosef starts with stocks that he put together each individual stock <clears throat> we think about that each individual entity each person each mitzvah as we gather them and then making them into bundles and then he dreams about the sun and the moon and the stars he goes from the mundane world and the worldly stalks of the field <coughs> to the he- heavenly realm of the stars, the heaven and the moon. The sun and the moon. Para in turn starts off with oxen, poris, cows. There are four entities in the world. The daimim, the tzemeach, the chai, and the medaber. <coughs> the daimim, the stone, the ground that does nothing. The tzemeach that grows, the chai that lives, the animals, and the medaber, the person that thinks and talks. They're supposed to think and talk. They're meant to think and talk. Sometimes they don't think and they talk, and sometimes they think and they don't talk. But ultimately, that's the kayak of a person that they could ultimately think before they talk and talk something normal. We start with the poris, the davrachai, the animal. And then goes to the tzemeach, which is down a level. First he sees the beautiful cows, and then the bad ones. And then also the same with the wheat, stalks of wheat. And he sees how they get consumed. The weak get consumed, the good get consumed by the weak. Which shows us how the lowliness, the lowest levels, conquer and overtake 
the stronger and the higher. Eilam HaKedusha is Nitzchi, is perpetual. The differences that we find are only things that go mila mila higher and higher. Mechayel El Choyel, as David Melech says in Tehillim. Where on the other hand, has no kiddush, has no substance. Everything is to stand a person in trial, to test us, to see what we can overcome. And when a Jew overcomes hardships and stands up against trials and tribulations, he finds out that everything against was not really there. Whereas of Chas Shalom. And therefore he minimizes it and puts it to naught. Eilam Akdusha needs Aveda. To become spiritual, we need to apply ourselves. We don't go down. We don't say to ourselves, let me try <coughs> to impress myself or somebody else by acting like they do. <coughs> Living like they do. Sorry, walking their walk, talking their talk. Doing and acting ways that they feel are good and comfortable. And showing that I can also be comfortable in that walk. And then perhaps they'll understand that although I could be comfortable there, I don't live that way. And therefore, I will impress upon them my way of life. That doesn't work. One needs to show, I toiled. I worked jolly hard to get where I am today. Nothing in my life is easy. Whether it means getting up in the morning, going to the mikveh and davening with the minyan, davening in the middle of the day with a minyan for mincha, or at the end of a hard day's work, davening going to the mitav for the minyan. Every day finding a sheer kviyasitim latera. Five, ten minutes, half hour, forty-five minutes. <clears throat> Everything is Aveda. I didn't get this way from just sitting around. I didn't get this way from just enjoying the pleasures of the world. And therefore... I'm not reneging on this. I'm not backing down. <coughs> I'm not compromising. My standards are my standards. I get often time. Rabbi, come join us by a game. We're going to go to a baseball game, to a basketball game, a hockey game. It's not even Bidarduna. I said, come join me by a shir.
come on, Rabbi. How can you compare? How can I compare? But Rabbi, we don't really enjoy this year. I don't enjoy the game. I have no pleasure of a guy throwing a, a hundred mile an hour fastball at a guy's head. And a guy standing with a, a bat that looks like a rolling pin and, and trying to swing at it. Or a guy throwing a ball through a hoop or a guy slapping a, a, a puck through a net. And I'm going to be, of course, reprimanded for leaving out the favorite pastime football. Whether it means American football or soccer. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. What does this do for my Avedis Hashem? Truth to be told, yes. We can make an application. We can make a comparison. We could use a muscle. The Dubna Magad had a muscle for everything. Dubna Magad had an, a, an example, a parable for everything. Whenever a, a dover, something that came up, he had a muscle to give for it. So someone once asked him, how? How do you have a muscle for everything? He says, I'll give you a muscle. He says, a guy was in the forest, an archer, and he was shooting arrows. And a man comes along and sees all the targets on the trees have arrows exactly in the middle of the bullseye. He asked the guy, you're such an expert archer. It's amazing. Every shot is exactly the bullseye. <laughs> the archer says, please. Look. And he takes an arrow and he mounts it in the bow and he pulls back and he shoots the arrow into a tree. He takes a can of paint and he walks over to the tree and he paints the target around the arrow. Making the arrow right exactly in the middle bullseye. So the Magid wanted to say, first I shoot the arrow, and then I figure out, first I shoot the muscle, and then I figure out how it fits to the story. But that was not at all true. I mean, that Hashem was a lie, but that wasn't what the Magid was about. The Dubna Magid shot exactly, he had a muscle for everything, because that's how Teda is. You can apply everything in your daily life to how we have to learn in Kedusha. And therefore, Aveda Sekdusha needs Aveda. It needs toil. And seeing to it that a person is always going, Mailam Bekadish. Everything is Ashgachapratis. Someone just showed me now, I think Jesse Jacobson told a story of a family, Rabbi Posner in. Nazi Germany, 1932, who lived right across from Nazi headquarters. And one evening, Hanukkah, he was lighting his grenade by the window, and his wife looked, and she took a picture of the grenade, and the background of the grenade, you see the grenade, and you see the background, you see the Nazi flag, the, the Maximum Swatstika. And she developed the picture and wrote on the back of the picture in 1932. That flag says Judah, B'nai Yisrael, the Jewish nation will die. And this Menera says 
that Yehuda Yisrael will live. And her grandson, an older man today in Yerushalayim, and so, lights that very menera every Hanukkah. To show us that we need to apply, we can apply, and we need to, and should apply everything in our daily life to Tera. Very, very full parsha, but it's said as Shabbos Hanukkah. Shabbos Hanukkah and Rishchidish. So we're going to go to the Aron Kedish this Shabbos. They're going to open the Aron Kedish and take out a Sefer Torah for Pashas Miketz, a Sefer Torah for Shabbos Hanukkah, and a Sefer Torah for Rishchidish. Going to lean it the other way, Rishchidish and then Shabbos and Hanukkah. Three Sefer Torah will come out this week on a very rare occasion. And I can't remember, I'm not going to quote the name because I don't remember who says it, but it's very, 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 very special tzaddik that said that when the Aron Kedish is open and they're taking out three Sifri Teda, daven hard, because whatever you daven for, you will get. It's a very special time when three Sifri Teda are taken out. So we do need to talk about Hanukkah. But the parish is so full. So full. Let's just go to one other little point of the, little point of the Pasha. The brothers come before Esav. Vayaker Yosef as Echav v'heim Yosef recognizes his brothers, but they don't recognize him. There's a little boy in Chumash the Mikra learning Chumash. And he says, huh? How's that possible? How did he not recognize his brothers? How did they not recognize him? So the champion of the Benchomesh, the Mikra, Rashi, immediately explains the fact that he grew a beard, this, that. His features were different. Whereas he was able to recognize them because they were all the same. What does a person need to do when he's searching for God and wants to come close to God? He sees all the falseness around him. He sees everything that's going on. And he wants to turn away from this and attach himself to the right, to the good to the perpetual, to a God, his Torah, his mitzvahs. The best way is to become a recluse. Go out to a desert and be you and God. Yeah, you have to have a minion to daven. You, have to, you know what? But if I'm davening all day and I'm learning Torah all day, Look at Rabbi Shimon Ba'yachai, 13 years in a, in a cave. 
How does that work out for him without without a uh, a minion and everything else? He had he accomplished everything that had to be accomplished with davening of the minion, etc., with his all his esoteric applications. You and nature and God. Nothing to disturb you. Obviously, you need to sustain yourself. So if you're holy enough, and you're special enough, a little carob tree and a little river is more than enough to support yourself to live off. Oh no, that's it, I'm going to have all the ladies chasing the new diet, the carob and the water. No, do not accept that that is not your new diet, ladies. You have to be Reb Shimon Bayechai to be able to live off carobs and water. Teres Exodus explains, this is the reason the Shifte Yudke, the Shvatim, the children of Yaakov chose to be shepherds. A shepherd is devoted and dedicated to his flock, but nothing else. Has nothing else to do but give to his sheep. And then he's got all the time in the world because the sheep are not that needy sometimes. But they don't have to do with anything else in the world. They don't want to talk to anybody else in the world. They don't want to have to do with people. They don't want to have to do with, with uh, surroundings. They don't want to have to do anything else but their sheep. This is what's all important to them. And the rest of the living day, they're studying Tera. They're davening. They're d- involved in Kedusha. The brothers of Yosef go down to Mitzrayim. And they meet Yosef, their brother, who's ruling over Egypt. Pasha's talking about that. And the te- Pasha tells us about this meeting. Like everything in the Tera, this Pasuk as well is not understood. But, we need to look into what what really meant here. As a prelude to that, is a wonderful question. Yeshever b'mitzrayim, says Yaakov. Yaakov says, there's food in Egypt. Go, children, bring food. Were they starving? No. Were they lacking? No. Go to Egypt, because the Bnei Yishmol, the Bnei Esav are going to talk. Wow! Yaakov Avinu, really? What happened here? God takes care of you. Where are you going? And first of all, Esav and Yishmol were not his neighbors next door. They were a total different part of the land. And why them? There were so many other nations there. What was his concern here? What was Yaakov lacking in Emunah? That Hashem could support him? That Hashem could look after him? But no. 
Chas v'shalom to say that. Yaakov tells his sons, Yeshevim Mitzrayim. Everyone is going there. Heib tzachuf kinder and go too. Because Yitzchok went down to Gerar, Avram went down to... They all traveled when there was a starvation, when there was hunger. Yishmol and Esau's children are going to say, what's with Yaakov and his children? Are they better than our ancestors? Avram and Yitzchak? They didn't wait for the food to come to them. They went to get, they needed food, they went to get food. They lacked in Amuna? They didn't lack any belief. You want to tell me now that Jacob, Yaakov is going to say, I am greater than my father and grandfather? And I have greater amuna than they do, and therefore I know that I'm going to get my food. It's going to come by itself. While they traveled. So B'nai Esav, B'nai Yishmael, the only ones that recognized that, because they're the ones, they they were descendants as well from these people. And therefore, Yaakov says, no, B'nai Esav and B'nai Yishmael are going to complain that we're upping Avram and Yitzchak. And we're showing them that we're not as we we have stronger amuna than them, and therefore to avoid that and to avoid chasuvshalom, anyone talking bad about Avram and Yitzchok, Yaakov sends his children down to Mitzrayim to get food. So it was not chalila lack of amuna. But let's understand now again the meeting between the brothers, the brothers of Asa of Yosef. Lehi Kiruhu did not recognize him. It didn't occur to them in the farthest stretch of their imagination that this person, with all the trouble and the headache of an entire nation on his head, can still be their brother. They could not fathom that his soul is still where it belongs. That a person can remain attached to godliness at the level of a child of Yaakov, being where he is in his position. He was in a constant worldly situation here. So, according to their calculations, it's not possible. The only way you could stay a good from Jew is staying in your Dalaramis in Mitzmedish. Being the shepherd in the field, being the person that's constantly dedicated and devoted to God. And therefore, it was impossible to be a brother. It had to be an Egyptian. But the truth to be told, as Yosef gives the name of his son Ephraim, he was in a much, much higher level than his brothers. Even though, in spite of the fact that he was ruler in, in Egypt. And had everything on his head. He gave over everything for the nation and remained Yosef HaTzadik a person totally attached, dedicated, and devoted to his Creator. And he was capable of being such. Not 
only because he has devoted himself and he has separated himself from the world. But even though within everything, he sought to it to learn and to take out Torah from everything that happened. And according to their understandings, it's impossible to, do, to accomplish that. Only by going out and being a shepherd in the field can you accomplish such a level of godliness. So this Aveda of Yosef stands at a much, much higher level. Because this is what the world was created for. God didn't create us in a field. God didn't create us and tell us you don't do need to do anything else but sit and learn Tera. And the food, like it would be in time of Mashiach, growing on trees, etc. God created us in a world where we need to work, we need to support our family, we need to bring the light of Kedusha. You need to involve ourselves with Jews around us, as it could happen. but in the best possible ways, in the best scenarios. We need to serve Hashem at all times. We don't lower ourselves to improve another person's lifestyle. The opposite. The person has to act the way they act, live their life, stay strong with God's will, And then, when they meet somebody that needs guidance, let them know who they really are. And when a person lives in the troubles of the world, and the headaches of the world, he can still live like a Jew. We don't need to back off an iota of what we are. And thereby, the person constantly involves himself in the light, and basks in the light of God. And shows others, I can do this too, I can live like a person, I dress like a nice human being, I have a nice clothing, a nice everything, and I'm still God's servant. However, Shabbos, Yom Tif, Tzniyas, all the other things that have to happen around the world that a person needs to refrain from, a person can still overcome these hardships. And can still involve themselves in helping fellow Jews. Like the Tater asks. When a person takes God into their full dimensions, this is what they exist for. It's not easy. But everything is called Yasef. And from Yasef we accept and we draw strength to be Matzliach and to devote ourselves, not to bow down, not to lower ourselves to worldly things in order to accomplish what needs to be accomplished. Let us focus a little more on Shabbos Hanukkah. On Hanukkah itself. Why give his name? If we're telling about this Yehu Ben Yechanan, 
there must be something within the name itself that teaches us a lesson as well. The victory of the Hashmanoyim over the Yavanim was a spiritual battle. A spiritual battle which they had to fight uphill. Because all the Yavanim wanted was to taint the Seichel of the Jews. To taint our minds with the Greek philosophies, the Greek thought patterns. But it was the schus of the Messias Nefesh. The Rabbim Biyad Ma'atim. Tameyim Biyad Tahirim. Gibeirim Biyad Chaloshim. The weak conquered. The few conquered. The pure conquered. Because the Mesiris Nefesh of the Neshama. The Neshama, as we know, is a Chilek Elikamim Almamish, part of God. And the Koyach Vashem puts the Neshama into the person. And if a person uses their Neshama, especially when they have a very, very high Neshama, and a special Neshama, when it comes from a very, very great place, they can nullify all the klipa and all the everything that comes out against it and cause it as if it was nothing, which it is nothing before God. Matisyohu, the name Matisyohu is Russian Matona from Hashem, a gift from God. As was the victory over the Greeks the winning of these battles was a victory, was a gift where God helped from within because of the Neshama HaTahedah that came to battle against, God forbid, being tainted with the philosophies of the guy of the Ivanim. And the same also Ben Yechanan, which stands in a matzav of Yechanan a concept of freedom. If you're keeping score at home, it's Gemara in Brachis Nun Zayin Amraleph, 57 side 1. The Gemara says, Anyone who sees Yechinon in his dream, great miracles will happen to him. Since the Yevonim came to be Metama, they came to make impure our Chochmah, our Seichel of the Nefesh of Yisrael the Jews were strong and stood steadfast just like in the time of Haman Russia that what was the sin of the Jews at the time they bowed down to the cross they didn't take their, within, their innards and evolve themselves as we keep in score at home, the Gemara Megillah Yudbez Amir Aleph. But here, they came to Metama, the Seichel of the Jews. Not just the fear of the Jew, their understanding, their brain, their devotions, dedications. And therefore, in the time of the miracle of Hanukkah, we needed tremendous help from God 
in a form of nisenisim, which comes about by seeing Yechanan to win this battle against the Yavanim. And we ask for the Matana of God, Matis Yahu, Ben Yechanan, to help us with these Nisim Nisim to overcome these trials and tribulations. And we face them today on a daily basis. <coughs> things that taint our minds, things that ref- that expose us, that we're exposed to, and that we hear about, and that people want to join in with, whether it be in the Colosseums, in the theaters, in the movies, in the broad, whatever it might be, in shows, each and everything in non-Jewish music, all this is metame the lev and the meach. Chanukah is a time where we light the candles each day, we add another candle in order to add to the fire, to the flame, to be able to overcome all these things. The shemen, the oil, the psila, the wick, and the kli, the vessel that holds it. The Chazal tell us, candles, we can learn a concept from. We learn the concept of actually doing mitzvahs and how a person exists. Ner mitzvah v'teira er. The candle of mitzvah is where the teira is. And then a shama is compared to a ner. Ner Hashem nishmas adam. Ner avaya nishmas adam. And therefore the candle needs to be Two main points, the wick and the oil, which it derives the flame from. And of course needs to have a vessel to hold the oil. All three of these components together are called a nair, a candle. And it's explained to this that the oil hints on the mitzvah and the wick is the person. That's Mekai in the mitzvah. Lighting this candle tells us that the person is Mekai in the mitzvah. Because at that point he makes Ur, which circumvents the oil, which comes out from the wick, the person and the mitzvah together. This Ur has, if you look at a flame, it has many different levels to it, the blue, the orange, the yellow there's different colors that come about the darkness within closest to the wick is when a person does a mitzvah not lishma but in a way that's mixed in with all different things this remains close to the actual wick then you have the beautiful illuminating light, the clear light that comes out. This comes from the flame that's far from the candle. And by doing a mitzvah lishma. All these things, the shaman and the psila and the er, that comes out of it, are made within the vessel of the clay and er. And this shows us that the matara, the reason, the whole concept of doing this within the kli is the physical world. The vessel is a physical world. 
without a physical world to do a mitzvah in, we don't have a mitzvah to do. And thereby a person is mekadosh the world. And thereby, thereby a person purifies and elevates the world. Which is the, the actual object, matter of a person. And there are many different vessels, and each one needs to be made into candle. No two vessels are the same. No person is like their friend. Everyone has their own positives and their own not positives. Each one needs to see to it that they make the best of their light and the best of the light of their friends. That they take the best of their friend's light and they give off the best of their light to their friend. And one light needs to light another until Mesif Ahilach as the Psak, if you keep your score at home, Mesach the Shabbos, Chafalaf Amid Beis, Mai Chanukah, where Beis Hillel holds, each night we add, Laila Kayim Yoir, the night will light, will shine like the daytime, in the Gula Amitah Shlemis, in the Golat Bagolat Yidan, in our days. We say, Hanukkah is separated from all of the Yom Tevim. Within the Yom Tevim and also Shabbosim, we have to have a meal. Hanukkah, we don't have to have a meal. We don't have to. Halal and Hidah. We need to praise. We need to talk about God. We need to show godliness. But there's no meal that needs to be happened. Kanaka, the Sudha that we have, is Rishus. Hal, prayers, praising, this is what's all about Kanaka. Lighting a candle. Pachashemin, to remember, to commemorate that flask of oil that was found. Why? Why is Hanukkah so different than all the Yom Tev? The main Zayda, as we said, the main decree was on, not on the goof of the Jews, not on their body. Like in Egypt, we celebrate Pesach, like in Persia when we celebrate Purim, Hanukkah, as we said, the Gezeda was spiritual. Lashkicham Tera Secha, to destroy the Tera. And therefore, and therefore we commemorate this victory in a spiritual way, Chag of Neir Hashemin. Primius Atera means the depth, the deep secrets of Tera. A meal consists of bread. Wine, water, wine, 
These three also connotate Tera. Lechem and Mayim are bread and water are staples that keeps a person alive. And this is the revealed part of Tera that you need to learn in order to know how to act and how to behave. Wine? A person doesn't need wine to exist if you're not French. It, it adds life, it adds joy. This is the secret of Tera. It adds also depth in the way a person serves God. But then there's a fourth concept. Shemen, oil. And the difference between this and the others is what bread, water and wine you can eat and drink alone. Oil is not meant for consumption on its own. It's mixed with other foods, it, it enhances, it makes it much better, much, much better, except for that you have people eating a lot and saying, with both cheeks, and with, they're pushing in with two hands, it's so oily, it's so oily, but they can't get enough of it. But if it tastes good, it adds the taste. The same with the donuts. All those diet crazed people have screaming and yelling, oi, oi, the oil, oi, oi, the oil. But oh, it's so good. This we come to the concept, the great greatness of Hanukkah on all the other holidays, all the other Yom Tevim, where the Suda of Lechem, Mayim, and Yayin are imperative. Other Yom Tevim are tied in only with the revealed parts of the Teda, or the hints of the secrets of Teda. Yikes. Secrets of Teda. Whereas oil, Hanukkah, goes to dozen the dozen, the secrets of even the secrets. And therefore the question is, Hanukkah is the Chachag of the Chazal. It's a Chachamim, it's not a Teda. And it was only established way much later, in the lowest spiritual realm of the Jews. And therefore the question becomes, Hanukkah should be the highest part. This is the order of the revelation of Teda. Like all the darkness, the spiritual darkness, strengthens and goes higher and higher, so too reveal the highest parts, even more on Teda. Therefore, Hanukkah, as it stands, Malchus Yavon, we have to stand up with an extra light, extra light, extra light of Teda, and to reveal the Shemen, the Rosen, the Rosen. And this way, we tie ourselves also with Miketz, to the Ketz Hayomim, Tafka at the end of Golas, where we come on to Rosen, the Rosen, and then the light, the darkness will be pushed away by all the great light, and we will taste from the Tameh Gula that will bring Mashiach Tzidkenu. May we merit this very Shabbos, Shabbos Hanukkah, to be in Yerushalayim, in Akedish, learning and studying Rosen, the Rosen, Chochmas Hatayda with Mashiach Tzidkenu. Shabbat Shalom, a good Hanukkah, and a Chodesh Tov, a good Chodesh.